You're about to hear a life-transforming word brought to you by Trinity Baptist Church, London, an oasis for breakthrough. The focus of Trinity Baptist Church is to see people develop a Christ-like character that impacts our world. Now, prepare your hearts to receive God's word through his anointed servant. Precious Father, once again, we declare knowing you is a hard desire. We honor you for your word, which is life. We thank you for the gift of another blessed day. We honor you that your word is life. That your word is the bread of life. This morning, Father, feed us afresh. Quench our thirst. For there is nothing in this world that can satisfy except the bread of heaven. Feed us till we want no more, O God. Quench our thirsty souls. Deliver us, O God, from the deceptiveness of our generation. Touch our hearts afresh and draw us closer to you in the mighty name of Jesus. And God's people shall say, Hallelujah. Kindly turn with me in your Bibles to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 24. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 24. In this narrative, the apostles of Jesus have come to him because Jesus has alluded in his teachings and interactions with them and with the Jews about his imminent second coming and how the age was to come to an end. Verse 1, then Jesus went out and departed from the temple and his disciples came to him to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, Do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not, not one stone shall be left there upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming? And of the end of the age. Verse 4. And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. Jump to verse 11. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And then jump to 24. For false Christ and false prophets will arise and show great signs and wonders so as to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand. Wow, powerful scripture. The apostles come to Jesus. They want him to tell him the signs of the age and how they will be the things they should look out for. The first thing Jesus says to them, verse 4, is that take heed that no man deceives you. And in chapter 24, Jesus three times repeats those words. Be careful that no one deceives you. And this morning, I want to take for a topic as we continue with our series, imitating how Jesus handled and taught about deception. Deception. You see, beloved, we live in an age of deception. The devil has so cleverly imitated anything that is original. And the 
devil's aim of imitation has a reason. It has a purpose. And the purpose is to steal, kill, and to destroy. Because that is his mission. So what does he do? He imitates false currencies to destroy the economies of some countries. He imitates purpose to cause accidents. He imitates wrong drugs to kill people. And now in many, many, many third world countries, as much as they are battling with diseases, they are also battling with the right drugs. Because over 90% of the medication that is on the market in Africa are imitation, they are not genuine. Wrong drugs to kill people. Day after day, the standard boss of many African countries have to seize and destroy some of these drugs. Not only illicit drugs, but real drugs are being imitated. He steals car keys and clones them. He manufactures keys to steal cars. If your faith is in things, you are in trouble. He uses false miracles to deceive people. False prophecies to deceive and to enslave people. He is a master at deception. And he is behind most of the deception in our world today. But oftentimes, we are the cause also of such deceptions. The truth is that we are creatures of imitation. People want to look and appear what they are not by wearing imitations. So what do they do? They buy imitation items. We buy imitation clothes because we want to appear we are wearing Gucci suits. We buy imitation shoes, bags, and the women are the worst at this. <laughs> Not everything you see is original. The Gucci bags, the Prada bags, the Fendi bags, the Versace bags, the DNG, the Louis Vuitton bags many are holding. They look the same. Appearance can be dangerous and deceptive. No wonder God looks at the heart and not on the outside. The hair we wear, why not? If they are wearing off, we import them from Brazil, Malaysia, and India. Why not? Who wants to walk about with all the tooth gashed out? So we wear imitated tooth. And the truth is that at times, even the way we laugh is not genuine. A lady who was wearing a Charlotte Olympia imitated shoe, dancing and dancing, 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 then the sole of the shoe came off. <laughs> Looked left and right. We saw it. We all took our eyes off. Took her shoe off. An original Charlotte Olympia shoe can cost anything from 2,000 pounds. So there is no way the soul will come off. But imitation will always give you away. And the truth about imitated items is that a day is coming when they will be tested with fire. You see, we want the glory, but we don't want to pay the price. And the devil knows that, so he's taking advantage. The truth about the gospel is that it came in word, it came in power, and it came in lifestyle. And at times, we want to hear the word, we want to see the demonstration of the power, but we don't want the lifestyle. On the 16th of January, 1991, President Bush announced to the world that Operation Desert Storm had begun. 
an international coalition under General, General Norman Shraskov to forcibly remove Saddam Hussein and his Iraqi troops that had occupied Kuwait for five months. In the Six Weeks War, the world saw a new breed of technically advanced weapons, which was the, Petro the Patriot missile. Using radar and computer technology, the Patriot missile would blast off at speeds of 3,000 miles per hour in seconds to blast the Iraqis cut missiles, which they shot. Saddam fired 86 SCAD missiles during the Gulf War, 40 at Israel, even though Israel was not part of the coalition, and 46 at Saudi Arabia. Because of the efficiency of the Patriot missile, most of the, the majority, very, very few of the SCAD missiles were able to hit their target. because they were blown from the sky by the Patriot missile. 2,000 years ago, Satan launched missiles of temptation and deception, missiles of temptation powered by deception at our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in the same desert. None reached their target. Why? Because Jesus overcame each of his deceptive, tempting words with the word of God. Listen, the only means and the only way and the major reason why you and I can imitate Jesus is that he came in the form of a man and took upon himself. You can't imitate God. The only reason you and I can imitate God is to look at Jesus who became man and look at what he did and look at what he said, look at how he did it and be able to do so. Hallelujah. And by reason of your free will offering last Sunday, the way you freely gave to the Lord, oh my goodness, may the Lord defend you and your ancestors from any deceptive missile of the enemy in the name of Jesus. May the word of the Lord become a patriot missile that will lift itself up so that any weapon of deception the enemy throws will be stopped in the name of Jesus. The truth is that Jesus has given you and I that authority to overcome every deception and temptation. And we will be looking at this sermon in three areas. We will look at the deception by man, deception by self, self-deception, and also deception by the devil. Let me begin by talking about the deception of man. In verse 4, Jesus says, Take heed that no man deceives you. Why would Jesus say that? Jesus will only say that be careful no man deceives you because it is possible for man to deceive you. And when it came to the elect, he says, that the devil, will, verse 24, let's, let's look at that. Take for false Christ <clears throat> and false prophets will arise and show great signs and wonders so as to deceive, if possible, even the elect. But thank God that the elect cannot be deceived in the name of Jesus. So when the apostles went to Jesus about the end times, the first thing that Jesus said to them, take heed that no man deceives you. And Jesus himself knew when they wanted to make him king, he walked out of their midst because he knew what was in man. Listen, you and I have to be very, very careful when man just starts to praise you. And especially to those that God is calling into ministry. The very people who call what a gift you have. And I've been a pastor for almost 30 years now. And I have seen this repeating itself over a deception by man. Deceiving innocent, gifted young men to go ahead of God to start their own ministries. And they go with them for the first three months and then they abandon them and leave them in the lurch. The religious deception of this age is shocking and amazing. 
Paul wrote to the Ephesians and said to them, Ephesians 5, 6, Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things, <coughs> excuse me, cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. You see, the enemy takes advantage of our lustful desires and traps us. Paul writes again to the Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3, and he says, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that they shall not come except the, except they can, they come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of prediction. Let no man deceive you by any means. And Jesus says, Take heed. Uh, Paul says, let no man deceive you with vain words. The truth about false prophets, Jesus warns us this morning, is that they come in sheep clothing. The truth about the, these false prophets is, and now there are too many of them. If there is anything destroying the church in the third world, a church that is growing at a phenomenal rate, it is the danger and the deception of false prophets. Now, it, it's no longer the malams. And now, back in Africa, the malams have started crusades just as churches do crusades. Malams, the imams, they are doing crusades. And they are casting out demons and people are screaming just as it happens in the church. And, and what they are doing is that because many of these false prophets go to them and take all those kinds of talismans from them, they are, they've now started. So what they are going to do at the end is that all those things that you see, that power comes from us, come to us. You and I must be very, very careful of the age in which we are living. The truth about false prophets is that they are not, they are not transparent. They are quick to curse. One of the best ways to know who they are, ask them, who is your father? Who brought you up? Who trained you? Under whose ministry? <coughs> Under whose ministry have you sat? Where did you study? Who tutored you? What Sunday school did you attend? The church in Nigeria has had the Nigerian Christian Council and the Nigerian Charismatic Council of Churches has had to band or reject two leading Nigerian ministers. I won't mention their name. I don't want any trouble. Simply because of their deception, they look so real, they are so powerful. And they are following. It's shocking. But the Nigerian Christian Council and the Charismatic Council of Nigeria have both refused to recognize them. Why? They have no roots. And God does not drop prophets from heaven. Even John the Baptist was born. Jesus himself was born. So who are you? Where did you come from? And people are following them. Lord have mercy. They are not teachable. They have no integrity. The major difference between them and genuine ministers is that nobody can correct them. Nobody can challenge their theology. They have their own theology. And man, they know how to use the right way. Ah. When they preach, they will wow you. And when they work miracles, they will wow you. Because it looks so similar. They use the same words. The demons scream the way, oh. But where have they come from? Who are they? Are they original? Paul wrote to the Corinthians and he was bedding for them and says that. He fears for them because 
Because of the simplicity that is in Christ, he fears that such false prophets might deceive them. Whereas genuine ministers have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, these false prophets pray. Let's read the scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 1 through to 3. Paul writes to the Corinthians and he says, Oh, that you would bear with me in a little folly. And indeed, you do bear with me. For I am jealous for you with godly jealousy. For I have betrothed you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear, lest somehow, and this is it, as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. And that is what they pray on, the simplicity. What is the simplicity that is in Christ? Confess Jesus as Lord and you will be saved. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you and your husband shall be saved. At the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. By the death, burial, and the resurrection of Christ Jesus, if you believe in your heart, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. People find it so simple. Confess your, if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. People find those things so simple. So they want a minister who in the working of the miracles will bind the Orions and the Jupiters and the Capricorns and use some words they've never heard before. I bind the Orions, the Capricorns, and the Capricorns. And then... And we've allowed ourselves to be so deceived. And they tell you, go and bring a black cat without any spot. Bring a red cloth, calico, that nobody straight from the factory. Go and bring oil from Florida. What is holy about Florida? And I want Jordan water. And, and the, the truth is that people buy into these deceptions. The moment they see you, I see seven coffins. And for many of them, even before they come to you, they've already made inquiries about who you are. If you have seven... If your siblings are seven, you are trouble. And I don't know why they love love that number seven. I want one of my junior pastors in this city about these guys. He didn't listen. So he brought the guy. The guy took the the microphone, mounted the platform. I see seven coffins lined up here. Stand up and pray. It can be any of you come and see this woman. Who wants to die? Crying, pray, pray. Everybody come and sow a seed of 1,500 to my ministry and put it in an envelope, write your name. When I go, I will be praying for you and that angel of death will bypass your tofiakwa in the name of Jesus. You see, the truth about self-deception is that, sorry, about deception by, by these false prophets is that they are so real. Paul, Peter writes to the church at Asia Minor, 2 Peter 2.18, he says, for they mouth empty boastful words, and by appealing to the lustful desires of the flesh, they entice people who are just escaping from those who live in error. And this is exactly what they do. They use empty, boastful words. The miracles are in my pocket. Today, I have come with a miracle for children. And then, they, 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 and the way they boast, the way they work, they walk, the way they talk, and conduct themselves, minus you in the name of Jesus. 
Their preaching is not backed by the word of God. They are always, they are always promoting themselves. And they use strange stories. And because we have itchy ears, people, you know, and there are some people, that is what they want to hear. They give them photographs. Literally, people have photographs of some of these ministers in their homes. Hey, a man's photograph, a man who will die. They have it in their cars. They have it in their homes. They have it under their pillows. Did they die for you? And that is the deception of our age. At times, you just, and, and one of the things that shocks me is that some of these people are intellectuals who follow these things. And I'm saying to myself, why? Because of the simplicity, and God made it simple, because you can save yourself. He paid the price and gave the authority to us. Why should somebody deceive us? On the 26th of March, 1997, a man by name Marshall Applewhite, a 65-year-old man, deceived and killed 39 of his members, forced them to commit suicide because he told them an alien whatever is coming to take them. And you know what? Intellectuals believe that they killed themselves. Look at his face. On the 18th of November, 1978, over 900 members of the cult, the People's Temple, died in my suicide murder directed by their leader, Jim Jones, in Guyana. Killed over 900 people for nothing. Because they bought into deception. And that deception is strong, it's rife, and it is working in our age. There is power in the name of Jesus, not in man. The power that breaks altars and satanic and demonic temples is the blood of Jesus. He alone must be your fear. On April 19th, 93, David Koresh and more than 70 members of the branch Davidia were found dead in a place at Waco. And his teaching was that he is Christ incarnated. But the shocking of it all is Pastor Ledegbo Daniel from South Africa who makes his congregation eat grass. And the reason so that they will be drawn closer to God. This, this year, 2014. This year. In the year 2014, look at, look at, look at the members. Look at them. If you, telling them, if you eat grass, you will be closer to God. Eh? The Bible says we should test all things. We should test the spirits to know whether they are of God or not. And, and, and at times, I said, you see, the reason why you and I must always live a life of thanksgiving is the fact and the grace of God opening our spiritual eyes you know, you are looking at this and you are saying, ooh, oh, ouch, ooh. The difference between you and them is that the grace of the Lord has become real to you. And you and I must become ambassadors preaching the truth. Uh, Paul feared for, for the Corinthians that because of the simplicity that is in Christ. You see, if Jesus comes into your life, your life changes. 
your marriage becomes sweeter. You, you yourself, you yourself, you grow younger. It doesn't matter how your hair will grow white. That one, it doesn't matter. But God daily renews your youth as an eagle. And in bereavement, he is the only one who can console you. I'm telling you, there are some deaths. If you hear and you are not careful, you jump into the terms. But he comforts us in all our sorrows. So that we also will be able to comfort those who go through the same. The way to avoid deception by man is to know your maker. Is to live a life of contentment. And to know that you are not your own pilot. If you try to become your own pilot, that aircraft will crash. Don't say Jesus should come and pilot that aircraft with you. Let him be the pilot and sit with him. These false prophets and, and, and hey, Lord Jesus. At times you wonder how people can be so naive and allow themselves to be deceived. Today, internet fraud has become a lucrative business for some people. My uncle died and left a treasure of two million and I want you to give me a bank account and they said I should find a bank account and transfer all that money. Then you send your bank details. Before you become aware, they will scrape everything that is in that account. These false prophets, instead of them helping, if they are genuine, what they will do is to help the church of Jesus Christ, which in this generation is struggling and staggering. And stabil help stabilize a child. Because if you look at the statistics of the church in this generation, it is shocking. Because as I stand here, 10% of all church members cannot be found. 20% never attend church service except Easter or Christmas. 25% of the current church admit they never pray. Thank God that TBC members, we are always here for prayer meeting. 35% of the church today, this is the universal church, admit they never read their Bibles. But I honor the Lord, you read your Bible every day. 40% admit they've never made any contribution to the church or they don't pay their tithe. But we honor the Lord for the way you gave towards the thanksgiving to our God. 60% never give to missions. 70% never assume any responsibility in the church. 85% never invite anyone to church. 95% have never won a person to Christ. But you know what? 100% of all church members expect to go to heaven. But let's look at self-deception. Proverbs 14, 12 says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. And this is the most troubling. Self-deception in this generation is amazing. Understand that God will only honor his word. Paul writing to the Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 5 through to 6, he says, For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and in much assurance, as you know what kind of men we were among you. In other words, the gospel comes in threefold it comes in word, it comes in power, and it comes in lifestyle. For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but in power and in the Holy Spirit, much assurance, as you know what kind of men we were. In other words, not only did we preach the word to you, not only did you see the demonstration of God's power that gave and brought you assurance because of the power of the Holy Spirit, but you also saw the kind of life that we live. Beloved, I want to plead with us that don't let us live our lives anyhow. If we are born again and Jesus is the Lord and master of our lives, let's live to prison. 
the misconceptions of the charismatic church is, is, is just amazing. Many of them strongly believe that gifts indicate divine approval. Eh? And they believe that because they can work miracles, they can speak in tongues, and they have a gift, they lay hands, people are falling over. They believe that that is divine approval. No, it is not. Some also believe that charismatic gifts are a sign of maturity. Oh, really? It is not. And some believe that the gifts will keep you from sin. The truth is that there are people who speak and blast in tongues. They are smuggling drugs. They get to the immigration and they are praying in tongues that the immigration will not see. May the immigration catch them. Charismatics, smuggling drugs, they get to the middle. <laughs> Believing miraculously, their tongues will work and the officers will see what is in them. Lord, have mercy. Tell your neighbor we will not deceive ourselves. Let me tell you this truth. The early church in Turkey became so self-deceived, the ministers and the congregation became so deceived that Islam just swept over that country. Christianity existed in Turkey for over 1,023 years. The seven churches Jesus spoke about in Revelation 2 and 3 were all in Turkey, of course. The church that was in Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamon, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea, they all existed in old Turkey. You know, the disciples were first called Christians in Turkey, which is Antioch. Antioch is in Turkey. And Turkey once had the largest Christian auditorium in Europe called the Haggai Sophia in Constantinople. Mary, the mother of Jesus, was taken to Turkey by John. And as I stand here, that room is a tourist center. Today, Turkey is 96% Muslim. There are only 130,000 Christians, less than 0.02% of the population. How did this happen? Why did Christianity collapse in Turkey? It collapsed because they placed the emphasis on doctrinal differences. There were rivalries among denominations, petty church politics. The Turks were building big cathedrals instead of building disciples. So Osman Ghazi discovered the disunity that was amongst the Christians and used it to fight a jihad. So when he established the Ottoman Empire, it was too late for the church because majority of their members had been swept into Islam. The sad thing is that virtually all the mistakes that the Turkish church did is being repeated by the church in the third world, especially in Africa. We are building big cathedrals at the expense of discipleship. Ethnicity in the church is now becoming commonplace. To assume leadership in a church you must belong to a tribe. If not, you will not get the support. Today, denominational rivalry has become so common. Doctrinal differences is killing us. The truth is that the church in Africa is less than 200 years old. The church in Turkey was 1,023 years old, but it has lost its ground. I pray that we will come out of our self-deception and that you and I will begin to realize that we have a role to play. We must arise with aggressive evangelism and supply 
the word of God to those who can't afford. If we don't, Boko Haram and radical Islam will hand AK-47s and wrong doctrines to our sons and daughters. Now they are not even allowing us to teach them. They are kidnapping them. Self-deception can be funny and dangerous. You remember the man who strongly believed he was a chicken. And at times we believe that we are so perfect, we are 380 degrees, that we are flawless, there is no sin in us. And at times, you know what? We try to cover our sins by legalizing it. So if God says he doesn't like fornication, we sanction cohabitation. If God says we should not murder, we sanction abortion. If God says same is not good, we legalize it. I didn't say anything. You watching me, you thought I was going to say, I haven't said anything. We legalize it. We cover our sin with so many, many, many excuses. But the Bible says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And that is the good news. And, and last week, the way that out of a genuine heart you willingly gave to the Lord, you will not be deceived in the name of Jesus. Nothing will destroy you and I than self-deception. Because with self-deception, it's you who allows it. Can you imagine what would have happened in the Garden of Eden if Adam had said, Lord, Father, I have blown it. He passed the back. It's the woman you gave me. In other words, Lord, all this time we have lived in this garden. I have never sinned against you till you brought this woman into my life. He blamed God. And Eve blamed the devil. And many of us, when we make mistakes, instead of accepting it, it's my upbringing. Of course, there is a way that our upbringing, we are, most of the times we are governed by our youth and our environment. But the choice is always ours. And one thing nobody can ever take away from us is our choice. The prodigal son came back to himself, got up. To a dad who always has been waiting. Hallelujah. We must be asking ourselves very simple questions when it comes to self-examination and self-deception. Ask yourself, how is my Christianity? How do you? Jesus asked, how do men say I the son of man am? Jesus asked. Ask, how do you see my Christianity? How do you see my leadership? How am I conducting myself as a dad? How am I conducting myself as a wife? Ask your children. You know what? They'll tell you the truth. God does not want us to live double lives. At times we forget that anything that we are sowing is what we are going to reap in the future. The devil promises the best, but he pays with the worst. We should not allow ourselves to be deceived. The truth about life, beloved, this morning, and I'm not going to take too much of your time. There is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end of that path is always death. I pray that no member of Trinity Baptist Church will become delusional. May we take God for who he is. May we honor him for who he is. May we serve him for who he is in the name of Jesus. You and I must understand that we can never live a life to the full and a life of joy if we keep on meddling in people's business and people's affairs. Pray for people, but 
If you make it your own, you know what is going on in everybody's home. You know the debt that everybody owes. You, you are peddling. Well, if you do that, you are only deceiving you yourself. You won't have joy. Because if they get to know you are talking about them and that is why you, they will come after you. And you, you've made yourself like. <laughs> don't, 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 don't mind other people's business. Mind, let us mind our own. Don't live a life where you are always seeking validation or self-worth from other people. They won't give it to you. Don't let other people define you. Know who you are in Christ. But if you are living a life where people have to validate you, understand that you are deceiving yourself. Because your life will be based on what they say, their estimation of you. It is not what people say about you. It is what heaven and the angels say about you. And heaven says that you are the beloved of the Lord. You are the apple of the Lord's eye. You are seated with the Lord in the heavenly places. Your name is written in the Lord's book of life. You are a child of God. You deceive yourself if you try to seek validation from other people. Don't seek happiness from other people. You always want other people to make you happy. Really? Do you know the problems they themselves are carrying? They didn't greet me, so you are angry. Greet yourself. (laughs) Greet yourself. Stand in the mirror. Ah, Pastor K, today you are looking good. Look at your jacket. Look at your... Look at yourself. Good morning, Pastor K. Today we will honor the Lord. <clears throat> and if you walk here, nobody, somebody, do you know what? I, do you know somebody can be looking at you, but his mind? It's in Latin America. So the person doesn't greet you. You are so angry. Don't seek happiness from people. Don't hold on to resentment. You and I will deceive ourselves if we hold on to resentment. Let us allow the ghosts from the past that haunt us disappear. And you know that there are some people, the moment you see them, you become, your temperature changes. Your heartbeat changes. You know what? They are controlling your life. And if you live that kind of life, you are deceiving yourself. You are not well. Obey Wale. You know, for, 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 for my brothers and sisters who are not from Ghana, I've spoken a language which is not mine. And they didn't know I understand it. What I said is that you are not well. You know what? <laughs> you are just, yes, I love you with the love of the Lord. Yes, I love you with the love. You are greeting. There comes Mommy K. And you know you have a problem. The moment then you turn 360 degrees, who is controlling you? She is controlling you. Anybody who has offended you, and you are struggling to forgive, and you see that person, and you have to change what you are doing, that person is controlling you. Tell your neighbor, we will not deceive ourselves. Ah, Let's go to Nigeria. Tell your neighbor, oh God, you don't deceive yourself now. Ah. Let me end by saying, I will continue the message next week. Don't deceive yourself by spending quality time in negative environments. Don't be deceived because bad company corrupts good manners. If you keep on putting yourself in negative environments, it will happen. You think you are Superman? Let's pray. 
Precious Father, I honor you for your word. Thank you for grace. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for redemption might. Thank you for Calvary. Thank you for hearts that can remember and know that all that we have has come from you. Father, this morning, as the world and the age comes to a close and deception is on the rise, deliver us. Father, we have no power of our own, but help us that in our daily interactions with our environment and with man, we will not deceive ourselves. Teach us. No man shall deceive any member of Trinity Baptist Church, but together we shall make it as we give the honor and the glory to you in the mighty name of Jesus. And the saints of God shall say, Amen. Heard God's word brought to you by Trinity Baptist Church, London. We pray that this word will impact your life in a tremendous way. You are welcome to share your testimonies, prayer and counseling needs with us. Do visit us or write to us at Trinity Baptist Church, 2 Thornlaw Road, West Norwood, London. SE27 OSA or call 0208-766-7732. Thank you and remain blessed.